We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in, yeah, we be both Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast We are here on a Monday um, <clears throat> Game's already started, but we were going to cover some college football I am uh, currently filling some time, waiting on uh my uh, fellow uh, crew to arrive, uh, still waiting on Josh, still waiting on Sam, waiting on the producer, Joe. Uh, but Georgia's already up 7 to nothing. Uh, Georgia has struck very quickly. Um, if this is going to continue tonight. This might be a slaughter. Um, I was really hoping TCU could hang, but uh, right now it's not looking good uh, for the Horned Frogs. Uh, here is Josh as we await uh, the rest of the crew. Josh is back from Vegas. Uh, you heard him call in on Friday, a little inebriated, but still talking pretty uh, pretty well for someone that was out in Vegas. What's going on, Josh? Not much. Just trying to get over this jet lag now. Yeah. No joke. No you joke. All- we had that red-eye flight last night, and uh, – uh, Try to sleep some of it off, but you know you're still fucking tired and, and worn out from yeah. partying all night the night before. Yeah. So. Um. Let's see. Oh shit! There I know. Some... I know that uh, Sam said he wasn't feeling all that good. Um. Uh, so I'm not sure if he's going to be joining us today. Um. I I don't know about Joe. Oh, there's Joe. Joe's here now. He's dialed in. All right, so we got the three of us on. Josh, I don't know if you saw, but I think Joe's going to join the league. There's another dynasty startup that I'm doing with Sam. Sam's going to be involved in it. He's got some of his other buddies from New Jersey that are all going to be a part of it. I'm trying to convince Tommy to be a part of it. Joe's going to be on it. Uh, twelve, The 12-team, 12 small buy-in uh, to start. The, so everybody can kind of see what it's like. Joe or Josh, you've been in on at least one dynasty startup uh, before, so you kind of know a little bit more about it uh, than some people. But uh, are you going to get in on it? I think it's going to be like a ten dollar buy-in or something small, man. Yeah, I mean if it's if it's only that, then yeah, I'll probably jump on and see how it is. <clears throat> so at least. Uh, at least this one will be with people you somewhat know, especially if Joe, Tommy, and Sam are all on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I can yeah. pop Joe into some stupid trades. <laughs> he doesn't know that much so far. I'm telling you right now, all trades you offer denied. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's you say that now. So, <laughs> man, this game could get ugly quick. Um, I. I didn't have a lot of hope for uh, – I don't have a lot of hope uh, for what we'll call it um, for TCU today. But I did think that it was kind of crazy. I posted this. I thought I posted a stat, but basically it was um, there hasn't been – there hasn't been a team since 2002 – that didn't have at least one top ten recruiting class that is currently playing that has ever played for a national title. So basically every team that's ever played for the national title has at least had one of the last three classes which would all be which would all be like guys that would be playing, not necessarily like, you know, from five, six years ago or like the current class which would all be freshmen, but at least like one class of the last three years or so that has been top ten. TCU uh, has had like thirty-five ranked, the thirty-fifth ranked class, a fifty-second ranked class, and I think the highest they had was like the twentieth ranked class. And they're here in the national title game. 
Um, obviously, Georgia's had a top three recruiting class for the past, like, six, seven, eight years. But uh, I thought that was interesting, and I, I was wondering if TCU could overcome that kind of talent gap today. And I'm, I, I don't know, man. Georgia looks like they're about to take TCU to the woodshed early. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not looking good for uh, TCU right now. But TCU is a second-half team, so, uh, I mean, we never know. Uh, also, but they got to keep it close enough to make a run, right? If this game, if Georgia goes into halftime up like thirty-one to seven, I don't care how good TCU is as a second half team. I don't think they're coming back. No, agreed. They got to keep it close. But I will also say that uh, you know you look at also experience, like you said, TCU's never been in the big show. I mean, what was their last national championship? What I think I saw was nineteen thirty-six. Uh, or something like that. So, I mean, Georgia, Georgia's been here. They were here last year, so they're comfortable. TCU's got to knock off sure. some, some, you know, some skitters. But I feel like give them a chance, they'll get in a groove. TCU, baby. <laughs> you hope. You, you hope. Um, with, if baby. Georgia wins back-to-back national titles, man, like – Obviously, the talk is going to turn to, are they the new Bama? I I honestly will, you know, we're going to see. I, I think um, a lot has to do with certain players that they've had. At, and they, they, I don't want to say Stetson Bennett is an all-timer or a really great quarterback. I don't even think Stetson Bennett's going to make an NFL roster. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think he's a benefactor of playing on a very loaded team, much like uh, Ken Dorsey was uh, at Miami when he had uh, Andre Johnson and Reggie Wayne and Jeremy Shockey and all these dudes to throw to. But, um, you know, Clemson looked like they were going to run rough shot for a long time. They had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence back to back, and now they, they, they don't look like the same team. They, they look, You know, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. Clemson's a good team. They'll probably win the ACC most years. They're probably going to be at least a 10-win team every year. But I, I think things are cyclical. And until, you know, let's see what happens next season when Georgia's got a brand-new quarterback to break in and they, they lose more players because they lost a lot from last year's team and they're going to lose even more off of this team. Yeah, but I, I, I think I did pretty much call that. I, I told you at the beginning of the, the football year that no matter what Georgia had, they were going to still be good. I, I think Kirby Smart has drafted well – or not drafted, but recruited very well. He's brought that whole Alabama scheme of drafting these players, and he knows what he wants. Uh, you look at, look at the, the Bama defense – now than what it was under Kirby Smart. It's not as good, right? Look at Georgia's I, I can't it's very good. I can't. Dude, Kirby Smart's been in Georgia for like eight years. You can't tell me that Bama's defense has been bad since he's been gone. I said, I didn't say it's been. I said if you start looking after all them recruits, because you got to remember he was recruiting a lot of them players, right? Yeah. So it, it might take what four years. I know he's been in no. in there for. Almost eight years. Defense the last couple of years has not been up to par, right? It's not the Bama I, I, defense that we we knew. I don't know. I can't. I can't really say that, man. I really can't say. I can't say that it's not been very good. I, I mean, even like this year, okay, they ranked. They ranked. Uh, they ranked thirteenth in total defense. In the country. Yeah, but under Kirby Smart, they were ranked in the top five. Okay, but George's George's defense. That's what I'm talking about. George's defense, let me tell you something. George's defense is not in the top 20 this year. Well, I don't know how, because they were pretty damn fucking good. Even after losing everything from last year. Georgia is 11th in yards allowed per game, but in, in total... Let's see. I'm trying to look at this. Actually, sorry. Sorry. Georgia Georgia is – the way this is separated, I'm trying to see what their rank is in total D. So, 
ranking total defense, I had it sorted by yards and yards per game. Georgia was 11th this year. Alabama was 13th in total defense. And Ohio State was 14th. And that was with a reloaded defense that lost, what, six starters from last year? I, yeah, but they, they still have a defense. They still have a defense that's going to send four guys in the first round potentially. Yeah, and they got their what, their their top defensive player out too the last few weeks. Who's that? Jalen Carter? No, no. Uh, one of the linebackers, I thought. It was no, another. No, it was another guy. Their top defensive. Nolan Smith. Was it defense. Nolan Smith? Oh, Nolan Smith. Okay, yeah, but Jalen Carter is the, the top dude there. Yeah, I, I. Well, you know, I don't know. I Bama, Bama's still going to be around next year. I think Georgia's going to be pretty good. Um, obviously, Wide open for TCU. I, 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 Let's go. All this shit. What? what? The fuck was that? Big play for TCU, uh, baby. So. <laughs> hey, you're right. ahead of some of us, asshole. Don't give away the play. Oh, my bad. All right. That's all right. Here we go. This is what happens. This this show's already going off the fucking rails. All right. So, Bengals and Ravens. Let's talk about that. Since since Sam's not on the call, we can kind of give this a more local flavor today. Um, since Sam's not on the uh, since Sam's not joining us today. Um, but dude, I I don't know, man. My here's my concern with the Bengals being so outspoken about the NFL and everything is are they going to try to fucking job us in the playoffs? Are they going to try to fucking screw us? Because the officiating was not good against the Ravens, and and they missed a lot of shit that they did not get penalized for, including the face mask penalty right before Joe Burrow fumbled the ball. Uh, that was a pretty blatant I, – I thought blatant face mask. I, I didn't think it was like a quick hands to yeah, face mask. Yeah, damn near ripped and, off. Yeah, and they still missed it. And then there was a couple other uh, calls that they didn't give Bengals players a couple defensive pass interferences that I thought we should have had that they didn't throw a flag on. Um, I I don't know, man. That game to me pissed me off. I, I thought that the Ravens, who were resting most of their starters, came out just trying to – fuck us up before the playoff game is what it felt like. It felt like the Ravens were intentionally being dirty and chippy uh, uh, to, because they they didn't have anything to play for and they knew that we had everything to play for because of a stupid fucking coin flip, which is bullshit uh, to determine home field advantage. Which, speaking of coin flips, guys, why the fuck is if we beat Baltimore and Buffalo beats Miami – why the fuck is that game not determined via coin flip where it should be played? Yeah, that's, that's where they said it benefits everybody except for the Bengals. So this game should – if the Bengals get past the Ravens, the Bills get past the Dolphins, that should be either on a neutral site or it had it be a coin flip. Right. So the Bengals and got fucked all the way through. They, they, they did, and here's the thing. From what I've been told – from certain sources is the Bengals truly believed that that game was going to not, that that game was going to be played either on Tuesday or Wednesday of that, of last week. They thought they would play Buffalo either Tuesday or Wednesday. Then they would have a bit of a short week and then they would play Baltimore. And the thing about it is if, if Cincinnati beats Buffalo, they have a choice to make. They can say, look, we're going to rest our starters against Baltimore, and if we go, if we have the number three seed, we have the number three seed. So be it. Or they can say, we're going to try to beat Baltimore and have the number two seed, so that all teams have to come through us until at least the possibility of the AFC Championship game, where we have to go to Kansas City. And but either option, they would have had the choice. They they would have had the choice to say, okay, let's rest our starters against Baltimore. And let and and if, if Buffalo happens to beat New England, so be it. Uh, we'll be the number three seed. Doesn't matter. But they had zero options, and Buffalo flew back. Buffalo flew back without telling Cincinnati. 
when when Cincinnati decided to cancel the game, when they were like, yeah, we can't play it, this isn't right, and and yeah, a human life is absolutely more important than a game. 100% agreed to all of that. That's fine. I was totally fine with them canceling. I was totally fine with them saying, you know, let's do what's best for everybody involved. Then I feel like they got the rug pulled out from them because they still expected to finish and play that game. They did not. They did not know that Buffalo was going to fly back that night, and that they were taken by surprise when Buffalo flew back. And that game cost us dearly. And, and like you said, Josh, everything that the NFL decided benefited all teams. And the other reason why I'm a little pissed at Buffalo now is you saw that thing I sent you from Peter King. Buffalo abstained. They didn't vote no to the proposal. They abstained. Well, I'm sure they abstained because they were pretty much okay with it. They were like, oh, well, all we have to do is beat New England, and then uh, if we play Kansas City in the AFC title game, it's going to be determined by a coin flip who has home field advantage. It's going to be played at a neutral side, I think. Yeah, what they should have did, in my honest opinion, was wait it until after Sunday's game to figure the, all that stuff out. Or say, hey, you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to let you guys play out Sunday. Bills, if you win, we're going to figure it out. Bengals, you win, we're going to figure it out. And, and do the coin flips for everything else. They gave away what they were going to do. So the Bills were like, okay, as long as we win, we're automatically number two, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? And well, we're going to get yep. that, that second game at home. Well, ultimately, what should have happened is the, the rules say that by, what is it, record, then winning percentage and stuff like that, Winning percentage, yeah, winning percentage, yep. That shouldn't have changed. If you're going to change it, like, you don't change it in the middle of the season or at the end of the season. You change it when the season's over and you go back and go, hey, we need to fix this because, God forbid, I hope nothing ever happens like this again. But just in case, now we fix this rule. You don't call an audible in the middle of the fucking uh, season. Yeah. Because I mean, let's and be real. Here's, there was a there was a Go point ahead. made about there was a point made about this is why did the NFC teams have a vote in this? It didn't affect them. So you would have had to get so what you know what? Joe, you're a school teacher. What's seventy five percent of sixteen? Seventy five percent of sixteen? Yeah. Twelve. Did you need? Okay, yeah, so 12. They would have needed 12 yes votes or abstained votes or whatever. They would have needed 12 yes votes to pass this. Why the fuck is the NFC involved in this scenario that only impacts the AFC? Only the AFC teams should have fucking had a vote. Dallas and Atlanta give a fuck about what happens in the AFC. I mean – Honestly, I kind of want to flip it and say, uh, since the AFC had all the chips in it, the NFC should have been the ones to vote on it. Or you can do it that way. Because then, you, do cause then you you literally have an unbiased, you know, because like you said, they don't they don't fucking care. Like, yeah. But do they care? You got to remember these these guys are billionaires and they have they have friends with certain certain owners and, and certain owners hate certain owner in the NFL too. You yeah. Remember that Paul Brown is one of the, or Mike Brown is one of the most hated owners in the NFL. So a lot of he people shouldn't be in, against them. Just Jimmy for that. Haslam. Yeah. Jimmy Haslam uh, should be the one that's the most hated after giving Deshaun Watson that atrocious, atrocious fucking deal. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, I'm sure all the others fucking hate him for that shit. Anyway, Here, here's my question for this game. Uh, staying on the Bengals-Ravens game. Now, Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced since December 5th. He's going to be going on. He's been out for a month. Hasn't practiced, hasn't done anything. Not sure if he's going to play. Maybe he does play. Whatever. If you're Lamar Jackson, though, are you 
are you playing with games? Because I'm looking at it from his standpoint, and I'm like, okay, my knees hurt right now. It's, it's probably not at 100%. I don't have a contract next year. I, they didn't give me a long-term contract. Am I going to risk my future playing in this game? What happens if I blow my knee out right now? Nobody's going to give me a long-term contract. You're looking at, since it's January, right? If Lamar Jackson goes out there and, and tears his knee up, he's probably missing at least the first six to eight weeks of next season too, right? Because it takes 10 to 12 months to come back from an ACL injury. So let's just say it on the 10-month timeline in January, you're looking at end of October, beginning of November, if he's lucky. Remember, Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL in the Super Bowl last year, which is February, and he didn't play at all this season. So, if Lamar Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Josh. And it sounds like Odell still had issues with that. That's why Dallas didn't sign him. They went out and signed T.Y. Hilton because right. Odell Beckham, was, he was still having issues with his knee. Right, right. And and Lamar Jackson so, isn't going to be that same runner, passer that we all got to know, to know if he, he does tear his ACL. So, right. it's, it's dangerous for him to come out and, and play. Like, I know it's the playoffs and everything, and you only get so many of these opportunities. But I feel like if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm sitting here looking at it like, man, guys, you know what? I don't think my knee's good. You, you know, because the Ravens didn't – it's not like Lamar Jackson hasn't won, and it's not like he, he can't be a good quarterback. He's been an MVP. They didn't give him the long-term deal. Fine. That's the Ravens' choice, but then it should also be on Lamar Jackson to sit here and say, you know what, okay, I don't have this long-term contract. I don't think I'm going to risk it. And a lot of people say, well, he played the whole year without it. Yeah, until he got hurt, until he hurt his knee. Then I bet his people are probably like, yeah, Lamar, you might not want to push it if you don't have to. So, I guess, guys, how would you feel if Lamar Jackson sat out this playoff game? I, obviously, as a, I mean, a, a Bengals fan, I'm happy. Because he's, yeah. he's the only one I, I feel that could beat the Bengals. Uh, yeah. Tyron Huntley and the, and the rookie, I don't think they have what it takes to beat, to beat that team. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. I, I don't believe that. They, you know, we didn't play a great game um, on Sunday. I mean, we had four turnovers. The defense played – I thought the defense played a pretty good game. Our offense didn't play very good. I, the offense looked as if they knew they were – here's what it looks like to me, Josh, and, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong. Joe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But watching that game, it looked like there was two things happening. First was Burrow and Higgins and Chase and company didn't look like they were that much in sync. I think having been almost two weeks since they really played, you know, uh, Sands five minutes in the, uh, of a, of a one-quarter game on Monday. And I feel like Higgins and some of the other players were still a little bit shaken up because um, Higgins had a couple drops and plays that he usually makes that he didn't make uh, this time around. But, two, it also felt like the Bengals knew they were already going to play the Ravens. They were just fighting to get home field advantage and not have the coin flip, so they didn't want to show a whole lot. And they wanted to kind of not throw the whole kitchen sink at the Ravens uh, so that the Ravens couldn't have stuff on tape for next week. No, and I think that's exactly what it was. I I don't think they put their whole playbook out. I think once they got that lead yeah. early, they kind of just got out of the driver's seat and just kind of like put it in neutral for a little bit, you know, and just did enough yeah. to win. Um, I don't think they showed everything. I I, I think they're going to come out this coming Sunday and they're gonna they're gonna show them real the real selves. So 
hundred percent. Like, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they were already pissed off at the fact that, like you said, they already knew who they were going to play, which in, in itself is kind of bullshit. Like, all right, no matter if you win, uh, the only thing we're deciding here is where we're going to play, even though, like the Bengals said, you you made us the AFC North champ. So why is there a question about where it's going to be played? Yeah. You know, so I think I agree. I think they held the the playbook. I think they're going to come out with a bunch of shit this Sunday and and fuck and all that. Well, I hope I hope it's not a close game because I don't want it to come down to another Justin Tucker kick like it did back in like week five, week six, whatever. Whenever we played the Ravens, I want to come out and leave no doubt. I, I want to come out and throttle the Ravens. Good, like you know, beat them by at least two touchdowns or more. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping what that last week's game. Uh, what last week's game was a the Bengals were a nine point favorite, and this they're opening up as a six point favorite. That's kind of weird. See, how are you already yeah. dropping at three points when the, when they beat them by eleven? So the, I think I think the sports betters are are thinking either Huntley or Lamar's going to be the quarterback. And you know John Harbaugh yeah. is not going to say anything until the very end. No, he's not. But fuck John Harbaugh. All right. Well, we'll it, it'll be one thing. If, if Lamar – I mean, there should be reports of Lamar practicing this week. So that's what the Bengals really need to to pay attention to. Oh, yeah. I'll give a shit yeah. practice because I already put my bet down that the MVP of this year's football uh, Super Bowl is going to be Joe fucking Burrow. I hope so. Um, so another team that snuck into the playoffs with an ugly eleven to six win was the Miami Dolphins, as they were started starting Skylar Thompson, third string rookie quarterback. Is Tua going to play, man, against Buffalo, or is Miami going to hold him out? That... What's that? I think he's going to play. I think that's their their only chance to beat. The Bills is with Tua. If he doesn't play, they're they're going to lose. Should he play, though? Should he? Probably not. I mean, with three concussions in a year, that's not very good. But, they, I mean, I don't, I, Miami has an obligation to sit him. They, you saw Miami, when Tua was fully healthy, was 8-3. and three, And they finished the season 1-5. and five. And you you just you gotta have Tua healthy. If Tua's if you rest him, fuck it. You get bounced by the Bills in the first round of the playoffs. Fine. Next year, you get a fully healthy Tua. You make some upgrades to the defense. All of a sudden, man, you got a team that could win eleven or twelve games next year if you keep Tua healthy, and you can challenge the Bills for the crown and then make your push next year. But Let's say, Josh, let's say Tua does play and he gets thrown to the canvas hard against Buffalo and he gets another concussion. Then all of a sudden your franchise signal signal caller is done, man. And now you got to – the Dolphins spent, what, 30 years trying to find a quarterback after Dan Marino? You want to spend another 10 years trying to get the guy? Trying to find the guy? Yeah, but you got to remember – this is this is year two, really, for Tua, and he's been injured both years. So is is he going to be labeled as injury prone? You know, he's maybe, he's already missed maybe. a lot of games, and you can't have that for your franchise quarterback. Well, with all those, I mean, like you said, with con- three concussions this year, I don't know. I mean, is he even coming back next year? Like. I think yeah, he'll be back. Huge, I mean, a huge help for us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I know that it's the playoffs. You want to win. You you want to try to try to win. But if I'm Miami, I'm almost like, look, we got next year. We'll be back. Let's keep them healthy. Otherwise, we're stuck with the garbage pail of leftover quarterbacks on, on, on the waiver wires or uh, trying to draft one. 
And let's face it, this year, the Dolphins aren't going to find a quarterback to take in the first round. They're not with where they're going to be picking at, at like 21-22. So, um, I, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I don't think Tua should play personally. Um, Aaron, hey, we saw speaking couple, of that, I did yep. see, I did read Aaron Rodgers does have an out this year of his yeah. contract. So and and you okay. you guys were like no he doesn't know he does I could have swore he had an out to get out of Green Bay this year, and the Dolphins are a legit cha- legit team for him to come out and sign with. He would have an opportunity yeah. to go to a Super Bowl with Miami. So you never play. say never. <laughs> we'll see what happens, man. Um, but did you, about did you see what happened, tech- right? You know, you wonder What's why they're speculation. Oh, yeah. Jamison Williams and Jamison Astros jersey, you know, hang on to this one or whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Very silly. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, all right. So this is uh the Houston Texans, man. They once again they fired Lovey Smith. They have a new head coach. I don't know what the fuck the Texans are doing. And one thing that is very apparent to me is that I believe that their two coaches, David Cully and Lovey Smith, both both blackhead coaches, uh, were not given adequate support to win. Um, and Lovey Smith was, I believe, a direct um, – result of the Brian Flores lawsuit because he had mentioned uh, the Houston Texans in that. And so they hire Lovey Smith, they give him a year, and then they're like, all right, see, uh, now we're going to go try to hire the coach, the real coach that we're going to really start this rebuild in Ernst with. And and we're going to probably give that coach four or five years to get things going. But Cully was not given an opportunity. He was given one year. Lovey Smith was given the worst roster in NFL football. The worst. There's not even an argument for it. They, the Houston Texans had the worst roster in the NFL, and they went 313-1. and And they had a lot of losses that were super competitive. Um, they really only got blown out. I, I mean, you know, even if you lose by two touchdowns, I guess that's a, a considered a bit of a blowout in the NFL, but their biggest blowout this year was they lost to Jacksonville, thirty-one to three, and but they kept games close against Dallas and Kansas City. Uh, they they hung with the Giants. Uh, they lost twenty-four to sixteen to the Giants. They lost to Tennessee earlier in the year, seventeen to ten. Uh, they lost the game to the Bears by three. They lost to the the Broncos, sixteen to nine. Um, they were in a lot of their games. Um, I could make an argument that the Texans, uh, with one of the worst rosters, still were mostly competitive. Uh, and I'm not saying Lovey Smith is a great coach, but man, you didn't give him anything. You give him David Miller, you didn't give, you didn't give uh, that? David Colley anything. Oh, the Texans no. haven't gave the last two head coaches anything, and we're gonna hey, we're gonna give you a year, and you figure it out. How are you gonna give yeah. a coach a year, figure it out with it, that that particular roster? It sucked. But they terrible. have some good young talent come, that came in under Lovey Smith, and like you said, they were competitive, right? Yeah. And and you got uh, the number two pick now in the draft, and you got another draft with uh, Deshaun Watson. And that's going to be a top, yep. top 20 pick, too. So, wherever Cleveland is, it might be top 15. It might be. It might so, be. I'm try, I, I, yeah. I think that's So, you can 12. go out and get your quarterback that you want, and you can get somebody else. Like Quentin Johnston at wide receiver. Yep. And all of a sudden, or if they happen to land C.J. Stroud at number two, if they say they like Stroud better, then you take Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12 or, thir- or so, and then you pair them up. And then all of a sudden now you got at least one really good receiver. You got Damian Pierce. You got a, you got a, a below-average offensive line, but a really good left tackle in Laramie Tunsil. 
and you got you got some other pieces there. I just when you don't have a quarterback and you're trotting out Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills to be your quarterback and and the receivers like Nico Collins was banged up all year. Brandon Cooks didn't really play. Uh and you're throwing it to Chris Moore and fucking Brevin Jordan and you're still hanging around with teams. That's that's pretty fucking impressive. So I, I don't know though, so man. Did, did I, I don't like the fact that they basically what's that? So did Lovey Smith know that he was on the chopping block? And that's why he went for two to win that game? I don't know. I don't, because I don't know. Because what it did is it dropped him from the number like, one to the number two seed. It did. So, I I mean, yeah, it's like, okay, so you fire him for him not performing, or did they fire him because he tried to win that game instead of just letting the Colts destroy him and getting the number one pick? That's another question that I have is were the Texans pissed that Lovey Smith blew the chance at, a, at the number one pick and that's why they fired him? Or do you think that they were going to do it all along anyways? I don't know. Maybe he had that feeling that, like, hey, this is probably going to be my last game anyway, so why not fuck him while I'm on my way out? Yeah. You helped the team I coached before for 10 years or however long he was there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but, I mean, it's interesting because Chicago now, they can trade that pick because they have their quarterback. And they do. They can trade down to a team that wants C.J. Stroud because they're afraid the Texans or are going to get Young. him, you know. And it, it fucks Young. the Texans up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. So, if I'm Indianapolis Colts, I'm picking at five. If I'm the Colts, I'm not leaving anything to chance. I am sending a package to the Bears that they can't refuse. I and and I'm going to say I want that number because the Colts are literally probably an elite are are a franchise quarterback away from being a consistent playoff team with the rest of that roster the way it's built. They got to go get another head coach. Jeff Saturday is not the guy. They got to go get another head coach, but. They are – I would literally send them the fifth pick, a second rounder, a fourth rounder, and send them next year's number one first-round pick to go get Bryce Young. Because if they stay in Pat, stand Pat at number five, Stroud's probably off the board and Bryce Young's probably off the board because if they don't trade with the Bears, Carolina, Las Vegas, any number of these teams that are picking – after number five, are going to make a move up to the top, up to the top two. But what what does the Chicago actually have? I don't think they have many draft picks for because they traded up to get Justin Fields last year. So what did what did they, they give and away? They, and they gave away their they gave and they gave around gave away their second round pick to the Steelers for Chase Claypool. Yeah. So. No. Hey, yeah. And so it's. What's that? Go ahead, Joe. Sorry, I, I was gonna say since you mentioned the Steelers, uh, after after we talk about uh, this, uh, can we talk about the uh, the sack celebration? Poor taste celebration. Yeah, <laughs> the poor taste celebration. Yeah. So real quick, we'll wrap this this draft talk up here in a second. But you have the Raiders that are looking for a QB. You have the Colts. You have the Carolina Panthers, any of the Atlanta Falcons, all possibly shopping for a quarterback. The Falcons pick sixth. The Colts pick fifth. The Panthers are at at nine, and the Raiders are at seven. If if and one of those teams is going to make the move to the to the Bears, Bears would entertain the Colts package first because they would only drop to number five, and they could probably still get. The, one of the guys they want, which is Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, at number five. So, if I, I they, the Colts got to pick up the phone and they got to be like, all right, this is this is what we're going to send you, and um, and and try to get that, try to get Bryce Young uh, or C.J. Stroud there in Indianapolis. But real quick before we go to the Steelers, interesting thing, Josh, C.J. Stroud has not declared yet. Uh, he's going to declare. Some talk that I am hearing 
that Stroud doesn't want to go to the Texans. He doesn't want to play for Houston. And it stings him a bit that he still has not beat Michigan. And I think there, albeit slight, there is the possibility that he returns to Ohio State for next season. Honestly, that would be dumb for him to do that. Just for the fact that, like, look, what if you get hurt? What if you tear your uh-huh. knee? You're not gonna, you're not gonna go in the top five. Like you're a top five pick right now. You might as well take it. Yeah. You know? Or I mean, you could, but, you could pull a Eli Manning, or you could pull a, uh, a John Elway. Hey, you draft me, I'm not playing. Yeah. And force that through. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I don't blame Stroud. I wouldn't want to play for the Texans either after what they did to Deshaun Watson. So. But. Uh, there, there was big news on that front too. Blake Corum uh, officially said he's returning yeah. to Michigan. He is returning. I, so I think Michigan, Michigan will be about the same uh, as what you're yeah. seeing. So they're they're going to be just as good, and they're going to be a little bit better because they they're not losing their defensive starters like they did the year before. Um, so I, they're going to be the favorite in the Big Ten, no matter who. It, even if C.J. Stroud comes back. I'm sorry to say, yeah. Michigan's still the favorite in that division. Well, here's so. the quorum that I heard, and wow, you, George is about to go up 31-7. to seven. Um, Here's the thing I, I read about uh, Blake Corum, is right now Corum's getting graded in between the third and the fifth round, okay? He's being touted as a running back that could go as high as the third round, but as late as the fifth round. Um I think if he goes back, he could improve his draft stock to maybe a late first, early second round pick. But Corum also takes the risk, Josh, because Donovan Edwards is there. And I think in my heart, I believe Donovan Edwards is the superior back of the two. Yeah, I mean, I I I would probably agree, but I I think Michigan would play – Quorum is their main back again and not Donovan Edwards. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what hurts Quorum is his size, right? It's yeah. just he's, what, 5'8", 200-something five, pounds. Eight, I mean, five, he's five. a small, small back. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's what a lot of these uh, NFL teams are like, no, we want somebody that's fucking huge. Uh, I mean, Corum will probably remind you of, like, a Darren Sproles-type player. I, um, I don't know. It, to me, I feel like he's a poor man's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like, because I don't think McCaffrey – I didn't think McCaffrey was that big, is he? He's 5'11". <laughs> McCaffrey is. So he's What's that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that three inches is three inches, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what you tell. That's to tell the wife every day, don't you? There, Josh. Yeah, that's what I tell your wife every day. I know wow. Louis only three inches, but you just have to You're deal with lucky. him. You're lucky. Sam's not on the call today. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean I didn't say that. I just said I was like, I'm sorry that Louis only three inches, but you just have to deal with it. I mean, you 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 <laughs> accepted him the way he is uh, through uh, death he wow. So, I sure hope three inches is plenty. False advertising. Plenty I understand. He good was, for you. My best false advertising. advertising. He was sticking a kibasa down his pants until they got yeah. together. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um, it, there, now, there's something that happened um, a couple weeks ago, um, guys, that I, I, I have to talk about. As we got about 15 minutes to go. And I, I'm really – not only did it not get a lot of notoriety around it, but it was basically spun out of the news cycle within two days. But Dana White caught on video smacking his wife a couple times while they were drunk in Mexico during New Year's Eve. And normally if the head of a giant sports organization was caught on camera, Macking his wife around, 
that would be huge news everywhere. And that person would have to come out and make some kind of public apology, or they would be forced to resign or step down. Could you imagine if Roger Goodell was caught on camera smacking his wife? He wouldn't be the – there's no chance in hell that Roger Goodell would still be NFL commissioner. Yet, not only is Dana White still running the UFC, it doesn't look like any punishment's coming down on him. And he – two days later, he was talking on Instagram Live about being drunk at a casino or some shit. Like, how the fuck does this happen? Uh, I mean, that's the power of money, bro. Come on. We all know that. The the UFC is not as big as MLB. It's not as big as NFL, NBA, right? Yes, it it generates a lot of money, but it's still not one of the big professional sports. So that's why I think it was just cycled out. And then then the fact that his wife already made a statement, he made a statement right after, and, and all this stuff. And I don't know. I, I like you said. I don't think it's right, but I mean that. We same thing with Deshaun Watson, right? Twenty-four women yeah. he assaulted. He assaulted his wife in a drunken stupor. So, yeah. I mean, I I, I I don't get it why men continually get away with beating women. And and there's not a huge uproar by women to these big corporations when it comes to like breast cancer awareness. Oh, here's a here's a shit ton of money. Just every single woman abuse that we we've had in the last year. Just here's a bunch of money. But here's the thing, though. Certain guys are punished harsher. Like for instance, we all saw the video of Ray Rice. Ray Rice didn't have a history of beating his wife that we know of, and at least that's what his wife said on camera, that this was the first time anything like that's happened. Ray Rice was also an upstanding citizen in the community, uh, as far as we know, and, and he did a lot of charity work there in Baltimore. Ray Rice lost his career after that video came out. Ray yeah, Rice I mean, never played it I think that was it was just shocking because it was it was the denial that it never happened and then the video proved that it did. I think right. that had a lot yeah. to do with it and it was just that was the first time we've ever seen something like that, right? So yeah. that's why I think they made an example, but then as soon as you've seen Kareem Hunt, then it's like, oh, oh we're right. used to this. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It's all oh, second, wow. third and then Yep. So I just I'm, I'm like kind of shocked that, that not even on they didn't even talk about it hardly on ESPN. ESPN's partners with the UFC, and they barely—it's money boils down to money. That's what it is. It, everything revolves around money. That's why Coca-Cola. That's why uh, Pepsi, Nike, Apple—they do not say shit about what happens in China because right. of if they do, then they lose money, right? That's why. It, it all comes down to money. Hold on. I, one, I agree with you. It does come down to money. But since you brought up Ray Rice, okay, let, let's look at – have you guys seen the videos between Dana White and his wife and the Ray Rice video? Like, so – well. To me, Joe, though the woman both slapped the man first, granted, granted, Dana White didn't, you know, he smacked her a couple times that we saw, and Ray Rice basically knocked his chick out. But, I mean, if that's what you're alluding to. Knocked her out, and then in the rest of the video is carrying her, like, passed out body, dragging it. I mean, like, you, I, that sense, I feel like it's apples to oranges because, I mean, do I agree that, you know, and I know it's 2023 and, you know, and God forbid anybody has any kind of chivalry or anything like that, 
Do I think that a man should ever put his hands on a woman? No. 100% no. However, I'm also going to say, now, will I, would I ever put my hand on No, absolutely not. Joe, well, hold on. I'm going to stop you there. Uh, here we go. Yes, you have put hands on a woman. I've seen you touch Louie multiple times. So <laughs> let's get it straight. He's got an end. You may But my point being before the terrible joke, uh, like, it's not okay, but at the same time, like, where do you draw the line of, I mean, women women and men can be in the same sport together, and women and men can do this, and women and men can do this. Well, now you get to a point where, okay, well, woman slaps man, man slaps woman, now we're equal again. Like, I don't agree with it. But where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? I don't know. If I mean, the hill that you want to I don't. Th- I don't think we're ever going to draw the line because now a man can go into a woman's bathroom and see young girls. So, but I'm saying, like, again, going back to the Dana White and Ray Rice. I mean, Ray Rice fucking knocked. Yes, she slapped it first, but he knocks her out and then fucking starts carrying her body. Uh, you know, off the elevator, and then steps over her. Like, he's like, all right, and he steps over. Dana White and his wife are both standing there. They're drinking. She smacks Dana him. White either. Huh? His mom gave a, gave an interview stating that he gave his wife the worst black eye she's ever seen back in 2011. So... I'm not excusing again. I'm not excusing the. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying the two are different scenarios. Like, do I still think that Dana White should be in trouble? Yes. Do I think that he should hit his wife? No. I think that you're not a you're not a man if you hit hit a woman. Sorry, you're not. Uh, period. I don't care if she hits you or not. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're that different scenarios. I just simply because what because she didn't get knocked out at the club. I you know fine, if you, but to me it's it's still a similar situation. Daniel and and we only saw the two smacks on camera. Did did we see what happened when the cameras were off when when they got out of shot of the camera or when they got home that night? No, we didn't see any of that stuff. So we we don't really know. It could have been worse. Maybe Dana White did. You know, it's all speculation. Obviously, the the difference is we saw the whole video of the Ray Rice incident. But well, not I don't know. I mean, the not. video always ends. There's always an end to the video. So I mean, do we know? I mean, after Ray Rice steps over steps over his, um, you know, her knocked out body, you know, does he? Stick her ass in the trunk. I mean, you don't know because, again, we don't have – you know, I mean, you could throw a million scenarios. No matter what, it's wrong. No matter what's wrong. Like, period. But what I'm saying is I don't I don't really think it's all that different. I, I don't. I, I think Dana White and his, uh, and his actions uh, is really, you know. Oh, it's poor. It, it's piss poor. Absolutely. Like, I'm not – Again, I'm not defending. Like I, I think. I mean, he's a sorry excuse for a man for putting his hands on a woman. Like, period. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um. Let's see. We got time. We got about five minutes to go. Um. Fuck. I don't know if we're gonna have time to cover everything. The last two things I really wanted to talk about, especially that John Jones, Francis and Ganu uh fight. Let's let's go first to the WWE news. Uh since we got Josh on uh today. Uh, I'm hearing Josh that that Vince McMahon was brought on to not only negotiate the new T V deals, but also is there a possibility that he's selling the company? And if, if so, who's he selling it to? Uh, I mean, that's the possibility. I, I mean, for the last few years, you've kind of heard Vince say he's going to sell the company and it, he's not going to give it to Stephanie or or Shane. Shane. So, I mean, 
I, I think this is the potential sale that we're finally going to see. He's 77 years old, and he's probably their best negotiator. So why not bring him in, get as much as you can. Um, but I, I heard Disney is is an option. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they're already PG, so what else, what else are you going to do? And they already have a streaming, and you can put them right in there. So, uh, and, and Disney, their app has been struggling. So that's a that is a yeah. good possibility. I mean, at uh, what I mean, at Fox has always does, built up possibility. At what point does the government uh, step in and stop Disney from like? I feel like they're becoming a fucking monopoly. Like, you can't own every TV station. I mean. It's the content, really. I mean, I think Disney's would be the last option to do. But I mean, Fox. I think that's a no. that's another option. They've had that relationship for SmackDown, and I thought I thought it's been pretty well. But what does Fox do for Monday night? Are they going to put keep it on there, or are they going to do something else? Right. Um, I just see it if Disney gets it. I just see if Disney gets it. There are going to be Disney cartoons with. Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse at a Disney SmackDown. <laughs> hey, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Disney Deathmatch. Uh, Donald yeah. uh, versus know, Mickey. Why not, why not Amazon? Both, uh, Amazon could buy it, and then they have Thursday Night Football. They can run out. They can they can finally own, like, Friday and Monday night, too, with the WWE the, they need to get they Thursday night football they, squared away before they start yeah, bringing mean, out. You also got to think the audience, the target audience you're you're trying to get is is these teenagers. So you better hope the parents have Amazon Prime so they can actually have their kids watch it. Everybody's got fucking Amazon Prime. <laughs> no, I mean I think you got to I think you got to keep wrestling on on regular cable. So yeah, I, I don't see Amazon making a play for it. It's it's got to be either Disney. It's got to be Fox. Um, I think that's going to be the two main players. And and if the if the rumors are true about the possible sale, and who yeah. is this masked man? <laughs> hey, don't count out don't count out uh, the cons though. Tony Khan might yeah. make a play and and try to buy it. I I think I think Vince McMahon would rather die before selling and becoming like WCW and selling it off to Tony Khan. I think he'd rather die than than have that. Happen. Elon Musk, do you I think he'll buy I, it? I don't know why not give it to Stephanie and Triple H. To be honest with you, I don't know what that's about. Why they he don't the fucking? He's got he money. He went, no, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, it could be passed down to his kids and let yeah. them run it and see how they go. But he's never liked them. That's the problem. Like, that's what he's never trusted them to run the company. That's why they, they've had their roles the way he is, and he's always been the main person to go to for all the storylines. He just doesn't know how yeah. to I'll, to give up control. And I don't think he wants anybody else to control. What, but you know what? He asked for creative control back, and he was denied. I don't know if you saw that, but he wanted the yeah. head of creative. He was, they're like, no, you're just going to have a seat on the board, and you're going to run the negotiations. That's it. They said, I'll teach yeah, you. They don't want to no, because, I mean, they yeah, just I mean, brought everybody back, and, and that's the people that he, he didn't like. And the fans like these people. Yeah. So you got you got to like, pay attention to what the fans uh, want and not what you want. Right. 100% agree. Oh, man. All right, guys. That's all for today. That was a great Monday show. We will be back on it on Friday. Hopefully Sam's feeling better on Friday, and he'll join us. Um, but uh, And I'll have more we'll energy at- on Friday. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, I know you just got back from Vegas. So, all right, everybody, take care. Uh, well, thank you for listening. We'll be back, uh, back at it again uh, on Friday, so we'll talk to you all then. All right, take care, everybody. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home we-
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.